Hello and welcome. We're live. It is uh, Monday Club. Um, well, it's not Monday Club anymore. It's so Electrician's Podcast. I've got some issues here, technical issues as usual. Some right, always have issues for the first five seconds, don't you think? It always, your <clears> computer always goes balmy for this little intro bit we do. Right, okay. Hello and welcome. It is the Electrician's Podcast. Um, this week we are talking about marketing because um, Jamie's left it to the last minute to come out of anything no, decent. No, no, no. <laughs> um, our guest today, and the reason we're going to go down this marketing route, because he's quite a unique guest, someone who someone who does something a bit odd, and I will say it's odd, and really dangerous, actually, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's mental. <laughs> the resident lunatic, yeah. Aaron, from Cycling Sparky. Cycling Sparks. Oh, whatever, man. <laughs> does it matter? It doesn't let- Google him, does it? You know, he yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But listen, links in the show note below. Aaron is our guest tonight. But before we get to that, I want to quickly dive into... Um, we're, it's not possible to do this podcast without our sponsor, Verso. Um, they do fuse boards. They do um, socket switches. Whatever you need to rewire a house in terms of socket switches and fuse boards. Um, their stuff is really high quality and it's not only high quality, it's reasonably priced as well. It's some of the best stuff out there, in my opinion. That's only my opinion. Um, and I'm pretty dumb. So, however, it's good stuff. Go and check it out um, at versoelectrical.co.uk and check out their webpage as well. There's lots of interesting stuff on there. And as a side note, Will. It's also knocking out a load of content at the moment to help Sparks understand some of the more technical stuff in real layman's terms. It's the best in the industry right now. No other manufacturer is knocking out content the way Will is in such an honest and relatable manner. Go and check it out. It's almost anyway, like boring. It's, great mar- it's great marketing, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> sort of getting that. After we just said kind of marketing, it's like it's great marketing what he's doing, and it makes you feel invest in that product like we are and uh yeah check it out i agree right jamie do something whilst i sort this out sam's fanning around so we've got some uh we've got some news or oh, we're not doing the news no i've got news but talk about what you want to talk about first and then we'll do the news oh i want to i've upset a few people this week unsurprisingly so i just thought I'd See, i don't know me. any of this i've upset a few people this week right Who? I, i'm gonna go into it i'm not gonna name names but i have upset a few people Who? Right? okay and i want to set the record straight about I right. am not. First of all, hold on. Who have you upset? I'm not naming names. Why not? It's on there. Because it's a, per- of- it's a person on my Instagram, yeah? A couple of people on my Instagram who have got valid opinions we're going to go into. But I'm not naming them. Why not? Because I don't want to, because it's there. It, it, it's too personal, yeah? But what I want to say is, I know the days of Facebook, where, you know on Facebook, as we said in a few weeks ago with Jay and that, we're like, you put something up and you get jumped on by about a million knobheads who are all telling you you're wrong, yeah? Yeah. Right? I'm not doing that. That is not my bag. I'm genuinely out there to say to Sparkies, you're not doing that right because of this reason, because I don't want to see people doing stuff wrong. And I'm not au fair about giving me opinions on matters, yeah? Which I did yesterday. Now, I, you know these outdoor fuse boards? Have you two seen these outdoor fuse boards you can get? Yes. No, you get an outdoor not. fuse board. It's made by BG, right? I'm not knocking okay, BG. Yeah. Oh, the garage units. No, they're actually designed to go outside. Right. Right? I'm not but knocking What IP BG. is that? Is that IP65 or something? It's IP65 or Eiffel 65. <laughs> you grew up when I grew up. 
But I'm not knocking BG. I'm not knocking people using them. What I'm saying is, just because something is IP65 and it is well marketed, does not mean it can be used outside for its certain purposes. So, for example, I put something on Instagram today. Yeah, a margarine tub is IP65. Would you agree? You leave that shit outside, no water's getting in it. Bear. But, but, but yeah, what my big problem with these outdoor fuse boards, which I found out a few people is, is, and I think Will said it when it came on, is it is indeed an outdoor fuse board and it is marketed for being for EV, which we all know is a drag to the bottom. Yeah. Mm. My problem is the protective devices aren't, it's not rated for temperature or protective devices. And if you are an electrician fitting these, if you consider yourself a proper electrician who does things properly, you're designing something, you are selecting the right equipment for the IP rating, then you are totally disregarding all the other external factors. So this I just is actually to, a really good point. I want people to be aware of marketing, which is what we roll on to, yeah? Just because someone says something is perfect for EVs being fitted outside, which it may be, does not necessarily mean it's a product you can utilise for that function. That's what I'm trying to get at. So what uh, you're saying is, for the dumb people like me, if you've got the breakers inside, yeah, the RCDs, the RCBOs, all that sort of stuff, they're only rated to a certain temperature before they start. BG misbehaving. ones, I've looked, I've actually looked, I put the time in, yeah. BG ones are rated to minus five that's and plus cold. 40. Yes, but that's with wind chill and all that kind of stuff. It's easy to get, there are aluminium die cast fuse boards, it's easy to get plus 40 yeah. in there. And I'm more bored about the cold end. That means they've been tested to minus five. It doesn't mean they won't cease to function at very low temperatures, which I don't know. The date I don't got the data. So say it was like minus ten, which well, is then, let's just say it was three degrees. Is it going to function like it would in the house? I do not know. Well, so you're arguing about something you don't know about. Well, I do know, but I haven't got I haven't got a scientific lab to do it. What I'm saying is, can, people need to be aware that they are the designer. Just because mm. an item is sold that it will do something doesn't mean in your design it will perform all those functions. And people should be very weary about listening to clever marketing that seems to solve a problem. It doesn't read you of any kind of design or lit litigation or, or the mm. fact that you could go to court is what I'm trying to get at. Mm. So just be aware. There's a lot of clever marketing around. I'm not knocking BG. It probably is IP65. How you have a fuse ball with a liftable flap that's IP65 is beyond me. Breakers are IP20 when the lid's open. So yeah, but just be aware. I felt like I don't feel like people having arguments with people over it. Yeah, and I'm I'm just want to say that I'm independent. No one pays me. I'm giving my opinion on things as I see it. What do you reckon, Aaron? Well, I was going to say, if BG, as far as you know, if BG put anything on the packaging about the limits, or they just said they just that... say they say, and to be fair to them, they say this is an IP65 fuse board. Wouldn't mm. it be useful in certain EV situations, which I'm sure it is. For example, mm. if it was a, under a carport, mm. it's a secondary thing, but I debate whether the temperatures would be right. So they're not <laughs> saying, oh, this is the perfect solution, use it for this. Yeah. But I think people interpret it as that. I think and they, go on, and are they coming with the breakers loaded? I don't believe they are. I think you buy them additionally. So yeah. I think you are, I mean, I would imagine the regs say you are tied to their breakers because it's their mm. enclosure. I believe. Who's the man for this? Will. Converso. He will know what uh, what the operator would. And I, I remember, Will, I remember, I'm not, I don't want to misquote Will, but I, I remember someone saying, I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was Will. They wouldn't make one. Also, I have fitted fuse boards externally in enclosures. So I've just took any manufacturer's fuse board and put it in a Sorel box. And I've always fitted a heater 
all the substations I look after at work have got internal and internal to the room and internal to the switch gear heaters. So that, for that reason, I went to a major manufacturer's site tour the other week. It was Proteus. I'm not I better mention it because they invite me there. Every single one of their PV installs. Don't say that because they're Proteus. They're, Shit compared to Verso. Yeah, but they don't do that. Right, we're not okay. going there. Right, no, they're, they're, don't, they're I, I don't promote Proteus as shit. They have an excellent EV factory for EV switch gear for big stuff. Yeah, and all their panels I saw had heaters in them, which I thought was a great design thing. I'm just saying, just beware because when's the most likely time someone's going to have an accident? It's raining. The EV car trips. You flick open the lid. It's an IP20 now. You've mm. rammed your finger on the brake and you're soaking wet. And someone corks it. And we all know that the accidents are a series of events. It's unlikely, though, isn't it? Like, listen, it's, you're not saying, like, I know what you're saying, but, like, relax a bit. Next, you'll be saying, oh, you'll be going, it's against EAWR, and you'll be going to prison in about I'm, three I'm, seconds. I'm deliberately trying to avoid the fact, look, E5, yeah, a very technical, and we'll put stuff out of this, yeah? I'm yeah. trying to be like a more of a, of a normal view. The chance of someone getting a shock off of it, if it's... If it's right. got an RCD detection, he's lower, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's a nice sunny, dry day. What's the chance of the EV car tripping? Lower, yeah? It's a rainy day. The cable's a bit damaged. It's higher. Yeah. Yeah? Then you are going to lift the lid to reset the device, aren't you? Which is not rated for use by wet hands, which your hands will be. So You're not wrong. Why You're is there a wrong. fucking pull cord in my shower, but I can have an outdoor fuse board? But no one's saying you can have one. It's just a person, a company makes one. So that's what you need to factor in these. Well, I was going to say, they're probably getting away with it by not loading the breakers. And they're like, well, you've chosen to put those breakers in. What they're getting away with is because they are not, they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I, but I that's what I mean. Get... They're just selling the enclosure, aren't they? Yeah, not, I can make an breakers. underwater fuse board, I suppose. And, but as long, I, I can make an IP, uh, is it 90s? What's the underwater one? I can't remember, but there's an underwater IP. I could make one of them. But as soon as you do a lid, it's going to let water in. Mm. I mean, but yeah, just be aware, people. I'm not trying to give out bad advice. I had another one with someone on, on Facebook about uh, putting batteries in lofts, which I completely disagree with. Mm. And just oh, stuff that's like that. You said that, didn't he? Yeah. I just don't see batteries in lofts. So when it all catches fire, takes every entire loft straight away. Also, who wants that shit above when they're sleeping? But yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to troll anyone on the internet. I'm trying to give out sound advice or my, my opinions. And I just thought that was one that was worth mentioning because, People get taken by marketing all the time, which is what we're going to talk about. Right, just quickly, I want to. I'm going to do the news next because I've got some good bits for the news. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to people in here right now: um, Matt Olive, James Kane, Nick Pearson, Wills Electrical, um, moaning as usual. Uh, White Star <laughs> Sparks, he's been on, he's been on before. Lizzie, hello, Lizzie. Um, Justin Watson, Crash, um, and Lizzie again. You could say the same thing about exposed single. Uh, insulated cables, but you're not going to risk the customers having easy access to them. I'll just, I'll just talk about the easy access side now as well. I'm just going to add, yeah, you know, a few six months ago, do you know? I don't know if anyone saw this. You know, has anyone heard of ABC cable? That's the cable you see on pylons, yeah, yeah. EV installs using these things that clamp around a 25 mil cable and you screw it, yeah, that's it, it, yeah, puts a pin in, yeah. I was banging on my social media for about 12 months that this was a wank idea and having all sorts of people tell me it was wrong. Then the IT released a document saying I was right. Yeah, so I'm just saying. I no, but what, saying, by what like, I say, I think what Lizzie's saying is the how easy it is to get to the main core of your electrical installation is quite easy for a fuse board outside, isn't it? But my argument to that is, to be honest with you, you're only a screwdriver away from any electrical installation, aren't you? Yeah, and also, um, 
if you really want to put a good EV install up, stick another box in the wall. <laughs> but I'm I'm afraid with EV, I avoid like the play because it's just a fucking it's the fucking if there's a race to the bottom, yeah, EV's there. Yeah, we got EV's we got approached it. by a company that wanted us to install um and they were like, Yeah, we'll give you 150 quid a point. And I was like, for what? And like the amount of they were like, we'll do everything, we'll do the designing, you just have to go and install and knowing like what it's like in domestic, you just be like, it's never going to be straightforward. And like, some of them yeah, are. Yeah, I know it's mad, isn't it? I know. And I was just like, you what? I was like, and I'm, and like, sign, you know, doing all the paperwork and all the rest of it. They Taking like, all the risk. Yeah, so exactly. Someone offered off me the same, right? You know what they said to me? What? Not, they said, yeah, but you can do four a day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Off, I know. Fuck off, mate. On what planet? Look, yeah, this well, yeah, exactly. And there's, there's people willing to do it. When you say it's like a race to the bottom, there are people willing to go in there and do it. You but, could have four a day, five, 20 a week. Mm. 50, you could have 200 high-risk installations on your books every year if yeah, you wanted exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Madman. Right, let me quickly do some do some news real quick here. Um, Is it going to let me? No, it's not. Right, hold on one second, people. You know, you know when, like, when you change over from Android to iPhone? It's hey, this was months ago you did this. It's still to, to this day makes me want to smash my phone to a thousand thousand bits. <laughs> right. So big shout out to my energy. Now I'm a big fan of my energy. I like what they do. I like what they're about. I like their whole vibe. Do we both know who my energy are? Yeah. Yes. So they got a wicked vibe and I like what they do. So, you know, we've been banging. Well, Jamie's been banging about the grids, not ready and all this sort of stuff. Now I'm mm. going to read you something. And Jamie will know what this means. And it's your job to explain it in layman's terms and not in knobhead terms. Right. Well, Electric vehicles. Here, stop talking. No. Electric vehicles could be the largest contributor to flex flexible capacity in our electricity grid. According to recent data captured by MyEnergy, the UK's largest provider of eco smart home technology. Now, in recent months, uh, MyEnergy which manufactures a range of smart home products, including Zappi or EV charger has supported UK grid events with thousands of customers signed up to offer flexible capacity with more than 13 million Watts of aggregated flexible capacity in total equivalent to the average power consumption of 40,000 homes. My energy has been sending commands to Zappi chargers that have responded to grid events, reducing their consumption by average of 2.4 Watts per house. <laughs> right. Basically, your car, if you have an EV, you pons, is a battery and it sits outside your house. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's talk that one day it will go in the car for you to use later. And if we need electricity, it will come out the car. And what they're referring to there, right? I, I like my energy. I've got a lot of time from you, but there's a lot of more marketing bollocks to take out there. What they're saying is they can send a signal to your car to tell it to slow down charging or stop charging. Now, They've sold it as being a positive because they've saved loads of energy, but they've saved it at your expense. So when you get in your car at 8 o'clock at night to drive it off and you find it's turned off because they saved the energy somewhere else, they've spun that into a very positive. I would argue that's a bit of a negative, that someone somewhere can turn my car off when I want to charge it. But yeah, um, all the but new charges... I think, what they say is, I think what they say is they only take a little bit, like a couple of percent. And well, that all feeds back to the grid to stop these the events stuff, where it's where there's too much demand and they have to spool up a new power station. Yeah, yeah. So all the new stuff, because the infrastructure we are getting is so third world, we can't afford to feed ourselves electricity. 
they're bringing this in and all the new charges have to do so it's not just my energy all the new charge have to be able to be turned down centrally how this madness works because can you imagine trying to control fifty thousand charges that are on different manufacturers how this madness will work or if people are going to come out and people have come out to find out their cars aren't charged because it hadn't said the signals turned back on but We've got to we've got to reduce peak events on the grid, which is why batteries are so popular. You know what's and- funny about that is like that's a new excuse. Sorry, boss, I'm late. Um, <laughs> my car won't charge. <laughs> Weren't my fault. I saw the, as well. The grid, I, I, my, the grid turned off my my charging overnight. I think EV Nick, who is well worth looking at on Twitter, which we've had him on in, which I troll him a lot on Twitter. Yeah, he said like a, I think he was like car sales are down, EV charge getting really, cars getting really cheap. I think people get a bit fucking bored of him at the minute. I think. Listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shout them out on here, but there's prominent people in the electrical industry that are backing them. They're being like, do you know yeah. what? The, but, see, like Teslas, they're not aging well. They're really not aging well. They're um, and the Tesla network's probably the best network to be on. However, um, so many people getting Teslas now, there's queues. So yeah. you're turning up two or three at a time. They might have eight at, at I, a site. I, I, I want to say again, yeah, I'm not I'm not like a diesel burning Jeremy Clarkson fan, yeah. I, I, I want to, well, I am a Jeremy Clarkson fan. I want to see other alternative fuels that are greener and cleaner, yeah. But I think, you know, like the first time solar came and it went away and came back again, and now it's not bad. I think we're going to see that with EVs. I, I think you're right. Maybe not as bad as like the complete drop-off it was, but I think I, people I think need to they... go away because like the car charging is wank. It's it's a fucking pain in the arse. You have to buy like, 60 apps to get yourself somewhere. Yeah, I've heard that a lot with EVs. Like I think that they are like the the stepping stone. And so like you say, they've become unpopular and they're going to come back again. I think they are a necessary progression that are going to have to like go like moving away from internal combustion engines. I think mm. they are like they are the the stepping stone to something else. I mean, let's not get it twisted, yeah? When the event of the internal combustion engine, there were some ropey moments at the beginning. They bring out a new jet and they fall out of sky, don't they? Yeah, Everything yeah. has to come out and be a bit shit. And I think we're just in that stage. I, think no, I don't got understand about electric cars. It drives me a bit bit mad. You know when the Prius come out and it was like half and half? Yeah. yeah so it's half and then like it charged itself almost. You put a bit of petrol in, it charged itself. And it sort of got around. You got, I don't know, 80 miles to the gallon or whatever. That, surely that's a bit better, isn't it? Like, yeah, but you're carrying around the batteries carrying around an engine, and the engines carrying around a battery. Yeah, but have you seen that new engine by Koenigsegg or Koenigsegg? And it's like about that big. Oh, the like, one cylinder one, and, and it puts out like I don't know, two thousand horsepower or something. Like internal combustion engine technology and the way they're set up, and it weighs about sixty kilos or something. I don't think. I, I don't think that's. I don't think. What they've done is Elon Musk has come along and gone, watch this. And brought out a next level car straight away. He's brought it out and he's knocked it out of the park. Mm. But he he's got like he's got the brain capacity and he's got the idea to get shit like that done. And everyone's gone, oh, forget hybrid, we've got to be like Elon. You know the and, thing about Tesla's is this. fixed out, fixed up hybrid. The thing I've noticed about Tesla's, which is really clever, is you know, if you just step back and forget Tesla and look at him. They're actually a really basic car, a very, yeah. very basic car. They've got no funky dash. They've got nothing going off. They've got a touchscreen. It's like a Mini, yeah? If everyone drove around in Minis, we wouldn't be getting through so much fuel. But now, Tesla's invented the Mini that's electric that people want to get in. They're very light. They're very sparse. But they cost a fucking fortune. There's anyway, next news. Completely well, different was, subject. Was that just news? Jesus. Uh, the third, a third of all tool theft is from vehicles. A new police data re- reveal, uh, reveals. 
So what they're saying is um, vehicle tool theft from a vehicle has increased 25% in the last year. Um, there are 35,000 tools stolen from London alone in January, uh, 21 to October 22. That's 62% increase on the on the year before. Uh, Trades people are 10 times more likely to experience tool theft from a vehicle. Um, and tool theft from a building site are only 14%. Because mm. you've got more so, chance to get out of car, aren't you? Well, here's the thing. I know a couple, I've been on a couple of building sites. I've been very lucky with this, actually, that how like they've come in and what they do is they go, they find the office and usually there's a key cab in the office. They just smash that off, <laughs> go back into the building, open up all the tool, all toolboxes and just load it up. So that's what usually happens. Um, I, but again, it's what I, I suppose. Tool, you could theft, do- tool theft is the worst thing out there. Like how people can do it. I have no, or even buy it. I have no idea. Like, so I was working on this site a couple of years ago on this job with a pro Putin Ukrainian called Vasil. And he used to turn up with like tools. And he was like, oh, do you know, like in, like he would say, do you know, how much was this? How much was this? And it was like, you know, brand new chop saw or whatever. And I was like, I don't know, like two, 300 quid. And he was like, 80 pounds. I was like, where'd you get that from? He was like, oh, I got it from, you know, from one of the boot fairs up in North London. Yeah, I've seen the videos of them. It's cold. Yeah, and, it? and I'm just like, but I had to explain to him, you know, you know that's stolen, right? And that's somebody's work. And he just didn't care. Like, people are just like, well, Have I'll you buy. seen the film The Great Escape at the end where they mow them all down with a machine gun? I'd up and let that happen <laughs> at them car boots out. I was like, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking get a machine gun out and mow them all down. That's genuine how I feel. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's bad, this, man. It's really bad. I've got some interesting facts there. But see, just to quickly talk about you, Aaron. We are going to get to you in a minute. Yeah. But just tell us a quick little bit about what you do. You're uh, lunatic. So, yeah, yeah, that, that being part of it. Um, so basically, we're, we, we, we're domestic and commercial sparks that do our work from e-cargo bikes. Um it what's, your, what's your location, mate? Sorry, uh, London. All oh, right, fair enough. So you're yeah, yeah. you're travelling around with a load of tools, which is the most nick thing in London, and a bike, which is the second most nick thing in London. Well, <laughs> you must have balls of steel. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I, you, yeah, you got to, you do have to have your wits about you. But um, but yeah, so I I started out just on a normal bike, like a normal push bike, with just a backpack full of tools and and some gear and some pannier bags. And then eventually just I've just done things very incrementally over like six years. So I didn't start off with e-cargo bikes. I just started like very small, doing smaller jobs and then just built out and built up and built up. And basically a couple of maybe a year and a half ago, I basically decided to like take the idea further and basically just push it as far as I could. Or and I'm still in the process of doing that, just seeing how far I can go with the idea. So as a legit lunatic riding around London, yeah, have you had your e-cargo bike broken into, like pulled up outside a customer's house you, and all that? You, you've got you've got to keep an eye on it, and uh, we've got like we yeah, you do have to keep an eye on it. You've got to keep it in eyesight, and like, but e-cargo bike theft is like a growing thing, and like we don't keep tools on it overnight. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, but no, got, what I'm saying is, if you pull up outside someone's house, like. Yeah. In the middle of London, you've got to leave your bike on the street, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I asked some coppers this once, and they said basically, if you can't sell it in an hour, they're probably not going to nick it because it, that's what they want. It's something that. So the people that go out and nick them aren't—they're not the ones selling. So they'll just go and nick them, take them to somebody else. Somebody else sells them. 
So yeah. if you can't turn that around in an hour, it just becomes a dead weight. And if then... you can't fit it in your jacket, so when you're doing it, you're going to watch <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you buy it, we don't want it. Yeah, right, exactly. I've got one more bit of news to do, and then I've got to, I've got to go back to the chat in a sec. Right, one more bit of news was it's quite a nice bit of news actually. Um, I'll put it in the group. Right, for audio viewers, Sam's fanning around with his phone. When don't I fanny about? My, well, I do <laughs> on my phone because my computer's so crap it can't run it can't run two windows at the same time and the do IT a zoom call. Let's speak to the IT department on Electricians Podcast. Right, so. Rogue trainers is a thing. So, you know, like, I don't know, there's companies out there that sell apprentice, well, people who want to become electricians, courses um, that, one, won't get them where they want to be, two, won't make them a qualified spark, and three, will charge them seven grand for a five-week course and then tell them, you're an electrician technically, you're an electrician, off you go, mate. And they go out and they look like a, an idiot. So... The industry's fight. Uh, the industry's fight against rogue trainers. I don't actually think that's a thing. However, the Electrotechnical Skills Partnership (TESP), who we know, our good friend Mark Allison is heavily involved mm. with. He loves it. Um, and Jobs Aware, government-backed organisation set up to prevent job scams and labour market abuses. So TESP are now aware of these, like these short courses and these um, courses that are really not fit for purpose and they are fighting back against it. And I thought that's well worth a mention. I think that's big, big news, actually. I, uh, I've spoke to these companies. Uh, as you know, when I, when I start this podcast, when I was first on this podcast a year ago, I was, I was still working training and I worked in training for about 18 months. And uh, I, I, we get them at work. We get people coming in who've been ripped off. Where I work was a reasonable trainer. And I advise at the minute, there's not a lot of good training places around because there's a massive shortage of lecturers. And people would give me these numbers and I'd ring them up. And I'd get them to ring me back and they'd be giving the sales speech on the phone. And they'd be going, uh, you could tell them a lot this year. They'd be like going, yeah, you've got to do uh, armored cable, SWA, MICC. And they just read it all off like proper sales pattern. I'm like, all right, what's MICC? And they're like, uh, so yeah, if you're <laughs> going to get the training, um, keep an eye on this because it's, it's, it's hard out there at the minute. I, no, I think COVID really gave it a boom because I think everybody was looking. Like, I'd, I'd, like there was loads of like, people from theatre who were, like, retraining and doing trades. Yeah, like, I had loads yeah. of musicians and uh, techies yeah. come through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think these these courses, like, oh, well, you know, if you want to retrain, they offered them, I mean, they didn't know anything from the next thing, so they just thought it's a course, there's a qualification at the end of it. So Yeah, I think it's really bad. I think it's really bad, and I think it is quite a problem out there at the moment. Um, just want to read some comments from the, from the chat. So what we've got here. By the way... IP68 is above. Uh, IP68 and above is submersible, Jamie. You should know that. IP68 and above is submersible. Um, hydrogen fuse, fuel cells are the way forward. No, they're uh, not. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know that. I watched the YouTube well, actually, about it. Actually, we've got a massive hydrogen project at work, right? And I do know. One thing we'll tell you about hydrogen is it's incredible. Are you allowed hard. to tell us this or are you bound by the official? Well, yeah, this, this is on the thing. Hydrogen is incredibly expensive to make. It's incredibly hard to store, and it will get through the tiniest of holes. There's no... That is true. Oh, that's as true. easy as you make out, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's true. got legs. Um, helium-2 is the one that people don't know about yet. And, obviously, what was the what was that um, That was that airship made out? Was that hydrogen? That, that is helium. Oh, the Hindenburg. The Hindenburg. Yeah. Was that so hydrogen? That, that was hydrogen. That was hydrogen, yeah. So, yeah. it's a very, very, very volatile thing. Helium-2. 
Helium two. Well, yeah. I thought there was only a certain amount of helium on Earth. Well, that's why helium two is the one. Right, I'm going to Google this because I don't know anything about oh, it. Do you know what? I watched it on a sci-fi program. They powered everything with helium two. Ah, so it's probably not real. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see your thing there. It's not real. No, yeah. I just wanted to sound smart. Um, Has anyone? Oh, another quick one. If anyone's on LinkedIn or I think it's on Facebook as well. Have anyone seen the lithium miners having the getting stuck in the mine on LinkedIn and the mines collapsing? It's not a too crazy video. But yeah, all you EV car charger people. So I actually commented because I said last week on the podcast, didn't I? Oh, don't worry, dear. All of our uh, all of our lithium's eco-friendly. And so on some of this video, these guys getting oh, dug out of a mine. Yeah. He's on like an incline and he's digging at the ground, like, what's to do? Then these blokes just start pouring out. And it's a lithium mining, I think it's Kenya or Nigeria. No, it's a cobalt yeah. mine. Cobalt mine, that's it. Lovely and clean. These guys are like they're really enjoying it. I think the third one out, it's got a little uni light on his head. So yeah, keep it off for that video. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get on to the topic. Marketing. What a crap topic. Um, however, I say that, but I'm not giving it the legs it deserves. And it does deserve these legs because our guest tonight is cycling sparks. Right. And he actually has quite a unique marketing, really, if you think about it. Cycling around on his bike, someone sees that, they live in London, they're like, a lot of progressive people in London think they're saving the world by living in a city in a flat with, like, I don't know, three light bulbs in it. Um, now, they will see you and be like, he's doing his bit, let's have him. Is yeah. that how it works? Well, like I was saying before, when, just before we went live, it was like, it, 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 when I started it, I wasn't thinking about it from a marketing perspective. Like it's 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 sort of developed and grown into that again uh, as time's gone on. But um, yeah, I think like the way it, people do want to see change, people do want to they want an option which they don't have to make that decision. Essentially, like if they can choose an option where it's greener and it's uh, more conscious, I guess, then they will take that. I mean. So it's like to go back. It's not. It's not as cynical as like it's a marketing form. <laughs> we're a gimmick. It's just that is just how we do it, and that's the way that we. Is do. it? Does it make? Do you get people doing it because you are eco friendly stuff? Like I that? think so. Yeah. Like I said, I was. I mean, look, look. It was only. I was fairly like my head was in it for like a couple of years. Like do it on the tools and all the rest of it. And I've got somebody working for me now, so I do less of that. So looking at it now, I think yeah, people do make that choice uh, because they do want to. People do want to. They do want to be uh, proactive about stuff. It's just there isn't a choice at the moment with trades doing that. So what I will say is, what, what you got these cargo bikes? I think I've seen you on Twitter. I've, I've, yeah. I'm guessing these cargo bikes have got some either a, 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 for anyone who's listening or mm. not knowing them. Have they got a, a in the thumbnail? Uh, yeah. 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 So basically, it's it's the the new bikes are like massive. They're 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 front loaders. So they've got a. a a box at the front that's lockable and you stick your gear in and basically they are electric assist so you do have a battery which you take on and out is it like the ice cream vans the ice cream bikes <laughs> is it a bit no like no that? it's not not like that it's just two wheels not three wheels so not two at the front one at the back oh right. but if, you edit, if you edit as an ice cream one you won't get your tools robbed as much would you because they think it's full of ice cream <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, i guess one thing also this with marketing wise is if six electricians vans drive past me in London, I'll not notice any of them. If you drive past, yeah, I'll spot you straight away. Yeah, I it's mean, it's a savvy move. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just think, uh, I mean, like, look, I mean, the, the benefits of it in London, and to be honest, like, I'm always like quite careful about this. I'm not saying everybody should do it our way, it's just mm. the way that we do it, and it's what we're doing is like, 
you know, the traffic. I mean, man, I hate driving in line. I, you know, I, when I did have a van, I absolutely hated it. And the parking and all the rest of it. It's, you just don't, I don't ever think about it. The, the sort of, the biggest sort of moment was during the fuel crisis last year and everybody was just queuing up for petrol. I just, it, it didn't bother me at all. Just carried on and did my jobs. So let's just, just I'm just interested now because your bike's got quite a big, uh, takes up quite a bit of real estate, yeah? So you can't drive it like a bike anymore. Is that right? No, you can. Yeah, yeah, oh, you can. still nipping it out of cars. It's still, it's still... Oh, you're filtering. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because it's longer. Your filtering's a bit harder. But, like, the lanes in London are getting better. And, like, basically, you don't have to filter in traffic anymore. And, basically, if you are stuck in traffic, you're going to take prime position just at the lights. And then once you're off, then you turn left. So you and... can still scoot around and get ahead of the traffic and that and, and make some... Oh, yeah, massively. Cars. Yeah, Not... yeah, massively. Not as much as, like, my old bike. But, yeah, you can still filter, definitely. And you're always in that, oh yeah, that's the thing. I suppose, do you take a normal bike out now and again, or is it always on the cargo bike? Now? You, you, no, you it's always grown... on the cargo bike, but I think I need to get back on a, a regular bike soon anyway, just to lose a bit of weight. So what were you, so how much work are you doing then? This is the thing. It's really, I... Yeah, it's good, man. I mean, like... Uh, we're, no, so, we're... I'll, I'll two ways to that. Let me just, let me just set, set this out so you know, yeah? yeah? One, how much work are you getting? Is it working for you? And two, what work can you take on because you're on a bike? Well, this is it. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's working. I mean, like I said, I, it was just me up until <coughs> June last year. Then I took somebody on. And basically, it's just keeping that person busy and some part-timers and some bigger projects and stuff like that. But yeah, we're doing all right. I mean, it's 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 a growing it's a growing thing, essentially. The business is growing and we're getting sort of bits of like bigger companies. Like we started doing stuff for London Marathon recently and sort of taking sort of a bit more sort of commercial works like that, like, oh. you know, facilities management stuff, but yeah. Um, but it's, we get that question a lot about what can you actually carry in it? You can carry a lot of stuff on these bikes. I mean, they take 275 kilos with the rider and the weight of the bike. So you're looking at about maybe 90 to hundred kilo um, of payload essentially. Mm. And, but I've just bought a trailer last year, so that can take 250 kilos. So, so are you depot based or are you working at? So, you, well, no, you not at the moment. We have just got a premises. We literally, I'm just in the process of moving into it. And but, you're operating um, with a certain radius of that, are you? Or are you getting no, to deliver I mean, to site so you can go a bit further afield? Well, yeah. So, when I started out, it was like, how far can I go? And I was like, right, I'll go up to Angel. And so, I've kind of done the hard work already, just doing it on a normal bike. So, anything that we do from this point on is just easy. So we can go pretty much, we we can go anywhere, but it, yeah, I mean, you know, we're kind of like maybe a 10 mile radius. Which is a big patch, isn't it? For, yeah, for, work. for London. Yeah, yeah. For London is massive. That's a lot of things. And then obviously, do, do you have to get a bit more savvy with deliveries or do you just drag it all out with you? Or like, I, I, suppose, I suppose you've either got to one, be savvy getting stuff delivered, or two, you've got to go on that first day with chopping stuff out of walls and back boxes and stuff. Then the next day you've got to take your cable and your clips, is it? No, no, no. You can take you can take most of it with you. I mean, the, the sort of longer bits like like conduit. Like before, I got the trailer. We used to get delivered by Evan from one of my suppliers, but because they would drop in central London, so that's what we used to do. Um, but now I've got a trailer, we can just take it ourselves. So you can, you know, you do have to plan it. I mean, that is that is the key to the whole thing is planning everything. Like you do have to think ahead with it and think, okay. So and so is going to pick up this from for this job today. Then he's going to pick up that. I mean, but the, the bike that I normally ride is a large side. The XL, which is even bigger, can take quite a lot. We've got a set of four treads in there as well. So like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people sort of just when they hear the idea, they automatically dismiss it because they think of like a guy in a flat cap carrying a ladder under his one arm and then 
holding the handlebar or the other one, you know. It's, I think the, I like think that. what the problem is as well is you're when you are doing stuff like this, you're more alert to it. My van outside now is full of shit. Yeah, and man. I don't even work out my own van. It's just full of crap. There's an old set of ladders in there. Well, I, I don't think it, about it, but I guess you're thinking about the whole time. You're trying to thin out toolbox, not carry junk. Well, it, it's interesting you say that because, like, that was one of the motivations for, for doing it originally was, like, I, what, I used to work for a firm and the guy said, oh, you know, get this out of the back of my van. And I'd go in there and it was just full of shit. And I was like, why the fuck are you putting <laughs> any of this around? Like, you know, you don't even use this on a daily basis. And then um then i was working on the site with really good sparks that just carried what they needed just quickly, what is the total length of your of the bike according uh i think it's like two good electrical asks two two point two meters to 75 i think so that's not massive no it's yeah it's it's under three meters both of both <laughs> are under three meters nice yeah so <clears throat> you so tonight we're talking about marketing now mm. We're going to get onto marketing in a minute. I just want to quickly talk about you. Used to be a commercial in, commercial spark in London, didn't you? Yeah. Working on, on on the circuit and stuff like that. Did so. What made you jump from doing that? I know well, why because yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah, I mean, like, look, it was <laughs> the agencies I hated. I just got sick of the agencies. Like, you know, we didn't have any rights. You know, they would just take money. And, they, you know, it was just like lies, essentially. Like, yeah, this job's good for six six months and you'd be on it for three weeks. And then, you know, it's, it's, they'll just say and do anything. But, like, you know. I, I had one. I had one. They said, right, you've got a couple of weeks' work there. This was when there's a bit of a drought of work and stuff. So I turned up there. there was like, I took all my tools. Was, I was a bit green then. Turned up. In, I was over near London Bridge. Turned up. Carried all my tools there like an idiot, like you do. Yeah. Dropped them down, ready to get get cracking. He goes, I only really need you boys for a couple of hours. I don't know why they sent two of you. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there are, uh, around, around the middle is where I am, I've got some good agencies. I've generally got some good people on agencies that, I, that I'll answer the phone to and have a chat to. And they're like, always want to have a chat, like, how's it getting on? What do you think is it busy? But then you get the arsehole ones. And from what I spoke to people around London, it sounds like in London, they're all arseholes. Not every they single are. one of them. State agents. They're sleazy as fuck. Yeah. You know, they're just like, you know, they're just, they don't care. Like they they don't care about the job. So the client thinks they're getting somebody that cares about their job. They, they're not, they don't like, they're just there to sell commodity essentially. It was so, like 1999. They start sneaking into the trade and now they're well in. Yeah. So tell me about the transition from, <clears throat> Being a sight spark to where you are now. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Well, it, it was very sort of like I I I'd been working on uh, uh, London Underground infrastructure job, and that was the best that uh, my sight time ever got. You know, the the, the quality of the work was really good, um, mm. the health and safety was really good, the money was good, and then when that came to an end, I thought, well, it's only really going to go down in it, like going back onto this. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so that's why I was like, well, now to, I. So I thought of the name. I'd, I'd been cycling to and from site. I thought, well, yeah, now's the time to do it, really. And that was 2017. So I just started out um, just locally, just doing small domestic jobs here and there. Um, and then it's just sort of built up very gradually, like over six years. That's it's awesome, not, man. It's such a good story. I'm, I'm, so for me, it's quite a personal story in terms of I love it when I see agency sparks get out and stay out yeah right yeah. because we get such a bad name um 
and it is a very difficult environment to thrive in very few actually do the ones that do stay in it become very jaded mm-hmm. um we got i think i th- someone told me years ago it's one of the highest um, divorce rates one of the highest um substance abuse rates of being an electrician on the agency circuit yeah. and it's just a it's a dreadful way of of having a career long term i really yeah. don't and i and i think it's a brilliant thing that exists but it should only ever be used temporarily. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like I said, there was it was the rights. You just didn't have any rights. You never knew what was going to no. happen. Well, that is temporary for you lot because that's what they're using you for. They're not, yeah. that's what that's the whole point. It's temporary for the customer. It only yeah, well, it's, 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 it's not having to give anybody any kind of like honesty. You can just let somebody go as soon as soon as possible, which is like you know. If, but you might as well just be straight up about it. But then again, nothing would ever get done if they were honest. What I dislike as well as on the end is like, you know, like if you've got some Latvian electrician, not I'm saying Latvian electrical shit, but what I'm saying is they will operate for a lot less money because they'll live in a house and stuff like that. You know but what? The agency are charging the same for them and they'll screw them out. So the agency are charging yeah, the exactly yeah. the same for everyone yeah, and then yeah. see what they can get away with paying people based on their personal. It's not so much that for me. It's not so much that for me. And I've just interrupted our guest, which is rude. Um, but no, for me, um, I think it's more to do with the fact that you don't even have to be a good spark. You don't even have to know what you're doing. As long as you show this air of, I work really hard, you could be a busy idiot. Mm-hmm. And then the foreman goes, he works really hard. Yeah, He's a yeah. good spark. And you're like, what makes him a good spark then? What? Because he just does, I don't know, cutting brackets all day really hard and fast. Does that make him a good spark? Or does that make him a hard worker, you idiot? What, I'd like, to, what I'd like to know from you guys is, because like, I have, I get to look at other people's work quite a bit and I snag it and I pull problems with it, yeah? I've got this sneak suspicion that there's two places in the world where all the work is shit. Dubai and London. Because <laughs> like, you've just got all this shit labour on shit rates, on shit experiences. Ram- I bet the shot. I'd love to get in the shot and have a dig around. And they actually taught it up so it's nice, or is it just a fucking bobble, basically? I'll just get that opinion. It won't be too bad. It won't be too. I'll tell you what was bad and probably still is bad, allegedly, is Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I bet that is. Oh, yeah, my mate works on it. I know it is because. Yeah, my mate works on it. Yeah. Yeah, I I would I would dare say that is absolutely terrible there. But um, right. Should we actually do the topic? We've been been doing it 45 (laughs) minutes and we ain't still rolling. (laughs) You know, we only stick loose to the thing. Yeah, I just thought I'm dead intrigued. This whole. The, the whole marketing thing with this is 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 brilliant, and I just think it's a real good thing to show people. Not something that your idea like doing in York or something, but it really stands out. Nice it's one, dead good, you. and I think a lot of people things are going to get bad. I think the trade's going to go down, and people are going to look for new avenues. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can't just start slapping yourself on a bus with a load of tools nowadays. You need to come up with yeah. something a bit savvy like this, and and. Get into niche areas, I think. Yeah, I, I think people are going to have to start thinking, like you say, out of the box about stuff. Like, so, so like I'm saying, you don't want to do it my way. Don't do it, do it the way. You don't have to do it our way. But like, you're going to have to start thinking about how to get your to how to do your jobs and how to get about. And yeah, I mean, things are changing. You know, there's you know, using vans and stuff like that. I mean, if you go EV or whatever, they're really expensive. You've got to look at different ways of working, and there is quite a lot of resistance within the industry to even thinking about things differently. You know what come out? You know you get the naked cleaners. <laughs> yeah? Naked sparkies. No one wants to see me naked. Yeah, exactly. Someone, you know what? Sure. I mean, someone out there will pay. So if I said, if I said someone was the naked sparkie, I turned your ass and did the work naked, yeah? 
Yeah. You know you're going to get some work. You guarantee it'll be some like dirty old pervert bloke like that. No one's he paying got me a though. Screwdriver. <laughs> Show me a little terminal. No, no. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well, I don't know. There'll be there might be a market for that. I don't know. Everyone but... needs to be aware of the marketing. As as, as I, we, we are definitely going to a little bit of a mini recession, I think, and not only the marketing of what you do and how you sell yourself, but other as well as that, people need to remember that the marketing to them, people are going to start trying to sell you shit that you don't need. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you've got to yeah. be aware of it. It's, it's a businessy thing more than anything. What, what is everyone finding the work situation? Because like I've said for a couple of months now, Dan is dead, dead, like dead, dead. Really? Bad. London right. never sleeps though, does it? I would say. Huh? London never sleeps, does it? How are you finding picking up work in London? Uh, okay. Yeah. It's been, it's been like, uh, fairly consistent actually and then it's dropped off a little bit but i think it's year end i think i'm thinking that i'm yeah it'll get to april and it'll pick up again i'm really hoping april (laughs) off again because if it don't i'm like oh i'm a bit concerned i'm not gonna lie we're gonna have a bit more reform for this because we are effective talk to four of us what what was you gonna rant about i did it at the start to do with what? Is that, is that, I've got to do this big rant. You're going to talk all about marketing now. You hate people doing marketing and all this. Well, that whole bit of the start about the fuse board thing was it was like oh, that's one right. of the things they, they're, they're saying, saying this. No, they didn't say it's for this, but it's very implied. And I think people need to be aware of that when they're being marketed. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. What are we talking about here? Whatever we want. People listen to this shit every week anyway. I would just like to thank you all, all you new listeners that will listen to this shit because our numbers are through the roof. Yeah, it's but, like, I'll tell you what's a good one about marketing we want to discuss. Yeah, Sam, how many sponsorships are we turning down? Um, because we refuse to sell, in all honesty, viewers a load of shit. In all <laughs> honesty, um, we're turning down one a week at the moment because, really? yeah, and yeah, and I think that I think that's quite indicative of the downturn in work, actually. And I think. If I mean, if we're not working, if Sparks aren't working, stuff that is aimed at the industry isn't selling. selling. So all the peripheral things in our industry aren't going to get sold. So everyone sort of, I think everyone sort of knows what's coming. No one wants to admit it. Yeah. And now they're sort of punting out, oh, we've got this new product. We've got this. I mean, I had one from China um, ask me to to sell, to uh, advertise <laughs> some connectors, little crimps. I'm like, what I mean, are you talking about, bruv? No. We're not, this isn't a, we're not, when we said we're talking about marketing, it's not a heavy episode. We don't want to bang it down your throat, but if anyone noticed, we got a new logo in January that Sam did. I've turned up. We don't have, we don't take on any advertising we don't like. We, we want to be the podcast where you come and you get real information about real sparking from real sparks and Sam. And that's that was our marketing strategy. <laughs> that, that's what me and Sam do. When we talk about the pox move like that, we're not taking on this advertising, it's crap. We don't want to be advertising like this. We don't need selling on this stuff. We want the opinion of this show and the people we get on it to mm. be respected. Because in, in the past, in I have been a massive whore. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But this anyway, thing. I've got to talk to you about the amazing new pull through Cat5 connectors I've been using from. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, what well, I would that's say not is... going to happen on this show, you know what I mean? What I'd say is, um, with marketing side of things, I think you're starting to see it with the influencers as well. I think everyone's starting to starting to feel starting to feel it. I think there's been a big downturn on YouTube for some reason as well. We're all right. We're growing on YouTube actually in the last couple of weeks. We've done our all right. audio. I mean, no one the audio's off the charts. Life. 
Audio's off the charts. Um, I think well, here's, a, here's a controversial one for you. Then on your topic, you're saying that I think winter is coming for influencers in all trades. Yes. You think so? Do you think it? Do you think it's I do. Time, I, yes. I am right. I am on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah, and all that. Follow me, right? And if you don't like what I've got to say, fuck off. Yeah, I don't give a shit, right? I never say like and subscribe in that box. Yeah, I can't give a fuck. I'm just on there because I'm trying to give something back to the industry. And there are loads of great people, and we have them on this show, yeah. I don't think we've had anyone on this show who's a fucking bellend, but there are a lot of people out there and you think, oh, follow them. And then you realise every single bit of content they put out is them flogging some old shit. Mm. You're like, where's the sparking? Anything. Like, Anything. every single thing, like, there's no con. Some of them haven't even got any content. They're just fucking flogging stuff. And then there are great people out there like Jay went on last week, Big Aldini. Yeah. We used to, uh, we're saying the same people all the time. Like, like me and Jay were talking that. Me and Jay were talking on Instagram, basically, like, he was cutting out something with a pad tool, and I was like, yeah, that's that's how you do it. I think, <laughs> I, think prob- I think the problem is, is, like, everybody sort of thinks, like, you're supposed to start off with really Gucci stuff, like, all the nice stuff, and it's like, that isn't the way it works. No, like, no. you sort of build up to that. But, like, I think, like, for sort of younger electricians coming into it, they're under the impression they've got to have everything at the beginning, and it, it's, that isn't the way do you it know works. What first, do you know what my first toolkit consisted of? A pad saw, <laughs> Jay's, nah, Jay's I, old saws that he bought in the market. You know, <laughs> at Screwfix, they do like a, like they do a kit, bag. a bag yeah. with all stuff that you need. Like yeah. the only thing it don't come with, it comes with pliers, long nose pliers, a set of screwdrivers, not even VDE ones. Um, all the other bit, a ruler, a tape measure, all the stuff you need to get yourself yeah. going on site. Yeah. And then I bought a couple of pairs of, um five holes and then um a oh, five holes what the fuck's a five hole not um adjustable wrench things okay fair enough never done before. everyone knows what five holes are above anyway <laughs> and then um yeah and just a pair of proper cutters and that's what i went to site with and a bosch drill i bought so my t- first drill you, was a bosch one i'll tell you how powerful inferences yeah right and it is a fucking powerful media form right you can get any old people to buy any old shit because when I was at college and I was a lecturer, like 18 months, well, we're talking over a year ago now, yeah? I'd get lads coming in and ladies. Well, no, not ladies, because they're not as thick as lads, yeah? So, no, just lads coming in and one lad, no wrong with him, dead nice bloke, right? But he's what I would refer to as an electrical enthusiast. There's a massive group, and there's probably people watching this who are electrical enthusiasts, yeah? They don't actually want to be sparkers. They're just in love with the idea of doing it. Rocks up. All this pack out gear, all wear of screwdrivers, all the nipex stuff, all fucking brand spanking new. Looked like he'd done a trolley desk in a, in a fucking, I don't know, in a CEF counter. Yeah. He didn't have a fucking clue, but he had loads of dead good gear. And do you know what? If he, if he works out his, yeah, he's a dead nice lad and he had, his art was in the right place. But yeah, but good for him. People, there are other people that are like that. They've got loads of gear because they've seen all the influencing going off. They bought yeah. this shit. They'll never be a sparky while there's a hole in their arse. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Last week I went to a job, right? I started at this job, got there, looked in my boot, and I was like, well, Corpse. where's my drill? Where's my batteries? And where's my charger? And where the fuck is my um, multi-tool? Because I'm doing second fixing and fannying about in new build flats at the moment, right? So I spent a week without a drill or a multi-tool working in flats. I had to use a pad saw. And I had to use a <laughs> screwdriver and this nonsense because the person, <laughs> who, the person who knocked me last week wouldn't let me go back to site to get my tools that I'd left there. So I just had to rock up there and get them myself. Yeah. Um, 
So, so yeah, that was. Show, I mean, going back to like, so like starting out on a normal bike is again like when when you start a business or anything like that, you you know, but now you're under the impression that like, you've got to have everything from the word go. That isn't the way it works. No, yeah. it's not. You've got to really, just build up and see what works for you, and see how you work, and then just build it up like that. It's the same. If if you have all the Gucci stuff as well, you don't learn. Like we was on about this last week. Like uh, when Jake, when you're doing it now with the pad saws, it's great that you've got fifty five different size star at all saws. But at base level with a pad saw, you can do anything. But it's yeah. a skill to cut out with a pad saw. It's not a skill to drill with this with a starrett cutter. Yeah. And it's like that I use the armor cutting ones, the tools for that, but I can still use a junior axe saw. Yeah, exactly. And if you get sport with all the gimmicks, you can never revert back to base. You know what? But what's better? Like, I don't buy them, um, those, uh, there's two things. There's two of them. I love mine. I, I, who's arguing with about them? I'd rather use a junior all day long. Uh, uh, mate, when you're making off thousands of cables, uh, hundreds of cables a Done day, that. they are really good. Done I that. love them. Done it's that. just personal preference, isn't it? Some people probably hate Wagos. I think Wagos are the last real piece of genius invention to hit the electrical trade. Um, but some people would say they're absolute shit. I want to use connectors. I mean, but it's, it is, there, is a bit going, there is a bit of opinion on that in there. But no, I think you're right with the whole winter's coming thing. I think winter's coming for influencers. I think it's tough out there for them. I, look, even Artisan the other week was saying, listen, I don't know what's going on with YouTube, but we ain't getting as many views. It's and you look across here, and you you look across all of the, the influencers' channels, which from time to time I do because I'm a sad case, um, you can see there's a big drop-off at the moment. And I don't know whether that's to do with content or YouTube in general, or just the fact people might just be sick to death of mm. this deluge of like, we're sponsored by blah, blah. I, think... I said to on the audience, I want to reply to a Twitter, says, I think, I think genuinely, I do believe. But mind you, I do it every week. We do, we're, this, this shit, we're pumping this shit all the time. I think every channel, uh, not, I'm not, not podcasts as much, because they are very fluid in the way they work. Yeah. But content wise, I think most channels have got a five year shelf life before they just fucking, how much stuff can you pump out? But you guys Listen, are only doing one brand, aren't you? You're not doing several, are you? No, yeah, we're, we're not. But if the coin's coming, we're all up. <laughs> no, we try and just stick with Verso. We've got other people asking us stuff, but at the moment, it's just Verso. I don't, I can't see us going anywhere else. Uh, what? Not anywhere else, but I can't see us having another one. They'd have to be. They'd have to be as we'd have to be as passionate about them as we are about Verso. What you got? Not just going to have of, anyone. This kind of banter cannot be broken up to give an advert. Yeah, it's so no. smooth and free flowing. We can't just stop and go. Hi, I've got an excellent new pass through plug for all and, your. And also, to be honest, if you guys stick to your guns, like, and you then all of a sudden you start doing anything, you lose your clout essentially. Like. You know, obviously, like Verso is an important brand here. You're into it, so therefore you're, you're going to put it across because you're happy to do it. If you start doing, if you start sort of diluting it and doing other stuff, it doesn't really. You sort of lose your your integrity with it, and then people. I don't think people are. Listening. I think that's the problem. It's an integrity. Like, I mean, if we're going to talk about industrial switch gear, I'm not going to talk to my Verso because they don't sell it. <laughs> I can't do that. If we yeah. talk about talkers being generous, generous will come to me because doing me ask go. The Verso gear is good. I like it. You know what I mean? I do use it. I've got, I've got a fuse board. I'm putting up in here. I've got the gear. There's some behind that's that matures. It, it's good stuff. But if they sent me it and it was shit, mm. I, I don't get paid by Verso. Sam, it's Sam's, Sam is the is the ringleader, yeah? I'd have taken the money. If I didn't like it, I'd just sit and keep my mouth shut and it wouldn't be on the shelf behind me. You know what I mean? Yeah? It oh, wouldn't right. be there. I'd just be like that. They'd not be on the right person. I'd be like, yeah. And if someone comes in and goes, oh, well, I've got a, I don't know, 
a torch by a certain brand. If you think it's the best thing since sliced bread and you want to talk about it, you'll find Why me. Do it? Why you've really got a vendetta against them. Yeah. I want me. Oh, opinion. you don't know, do you? I, oh, I, I don't know, know. What, what, what's the no, 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 We're not going into it. What I'm saying is. Legal letters will be flying around. I'm not going into it. Um, my, the the only one thick brand that I love pumping is Apprentice One to One. I love helping out Apprentice One doing stuff like that. Yeah, and I want my opinion to be valid. I want people to go. Well, if he says it's a bit shit or it's a bit good, it probably is. That's where I'm at. I don't need the money. I don't need to take sponsorship off someone. I appreciate some people do need to fucking flog waggos all day long or whatever. Although they sell themselves. But that's just not me. I've, I've been in the trade long enough. I just want to be able to give an opinion. It, it, it be Interesting fact about Wagos is they don't. They've been around for years, haven't they? Yeah, but they don't sell themselves now. So there's a they lost the pattern to it or the pattern expired, whatever. Now it's a free reign on them. Yeah. Everyone does Wagos now. Everyone's got their own type of Wagos. Uh, well, lever connectors. But I just want to jump into the chat because it's been it's been quite it's popping off in there. So five holes, never heard of that. Connor, that's because you're no one has Connor. No one has except for some. What pump priors? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cobra. there's only one type of them I'd buy. Genuinely, I'm not I'm not what 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 water pump pliers are worth buying? There's only one set. There Cobra. is only one set for Nipex Cobras. Nip, uh, yeah. If anyone ever tried to sell you a water pump plier, it's nip, not Nipex Cobras. They're a fucking line. They're being paid. Fact. <laughs> Do you know what? You're not wrong. You're not I wrong. I don't buy anything else. They're the only pliers for a start that when you snap them together, they don't fucking break your finger. <laughs> and then the other ones, you know the parallel jaw. I've done this before. You know the parallel jaw ones they brought out? I don't think they could make them any better. But yeah, anyone tried to sell. Why do people even bother making other water pump pliers except for Cobras? Twats. The the flat jaw ones, you ha- there's some sites in London. Well, there's some sites when I was working in London that wouldn't let you use anything other than that or a spanner. Because, because if you marked the brass on, on, on the gland, that was it. You're fired. Same on ATEX sites. But where I used to work, you could use Cobras. We did, but them parallel jaw ones, I don't know what they're called. I've done this twice now. There's I nothing. They, I think they're called pliers wrench. That's what they call them. Oh, I'll have to put a picture on YouTube. But if anyone's seen them, they're fucking absolutely Can I get to, can I get to the comments, please? Is that, is that so okay? I thought we'd just interact with them, you know what I mean? Like right. a podcast, but never mind. Um, I think you're doing the right thing, not sponsoring. Maybe you need a Patreon or, or something like that. Nope. Not I don't like that. the idea of people giving me... You know, if you want to give us some money, give it to Prince One to One. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want right. no money. From, I don't, like I don't want money people... from Sparks. I was no. trained by electricians who told me all this. I, I am... I didn't make it, I didn't invent anything. Is yeah. there any way, it's, it's like my, having my wife here, is there any way someone could speak for a second, Jamie? I'm just saying, I'm just commenting. Fucking hell, what'd you get me on here for? I just, I'm not going to say it anyway, fuck you. I forgot what I was saying now. <laughs> <laughs> right. All tools, all of my tools are in case I have needed it twice. I've got, I don't know how to, how to read that. Five holes. Um, trouble is, hadn't. Trouble is, oh, I don't know what that James is. James K, never trust them if they're not Wago. I would completely agree with that. Um, week without multi tool, that's a pain right in the ass. Um, they if they don't let you you get in your gear, that's uh classes theft. It was, but you know, I just walked in there because I'm double hard and took it. Um, oh, as you got back, have you? Yeah, I went out on Saturday morning, I just woke up with the ump. My wife was moaning about it. I said, shut up. I'm going down to the woke going up, down to did two tramadol, went down there, got his tools back. I went, I, <laughs> I didn't even press the code on the gate. I just nutted my way through <laughs> like a rhino. <laughs> um, any apprentice I've worked with uh, with me, they do SWA with a hacksaw and a knife till they get it right, and then they can use an armor slice. Fair play. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, my apprentices are, this is Water Sparks. 
Uh, my apprentice are only allowed to use old school tools and skill sets first. Then they can use the tools they like after. But first of all, they've got to learn properly. Fair enough. Ha- uh, Hackwood Electrical Weeha. Listen, I'm a massive Weeha fan. I think all their stuff's top notch mm. and not as dear as Nipex. Uh, James Kane, I never trust them if they're not Wago. How long before other manufacturers start cutting costs on materials? I mean, that is a fucking that's mental, isn't it? Like, you know, the Wago ones, you know, the clear ones, which you think of the two two ones, yeah. you know, the gray ones they used to yeah. do. I don't even like them anymore. I want to see inside it, like, they're the only ones I'll let people use on sites. Yeah, whatever. Um, what is your opinion on Wagos in or out? In. Yeah, I, I I think they're probably the most important, like you say, the one of the most important inventions no, for electrical sockets, industry. Though. Not on sockets, I'm I'm out. You know the ones on sockets. Yeah, I'm the, not into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, no, it doesn't I, I, work. It doesn't work because when you put them on on, on in a, in a cable, you 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 know if you put someone on a cable and feed it to a box. Yeah, you sort of take the wagering, don't you? But when you're putting a socket up, you're forcing the cables to do things they don't want to do. And I'm not big into that yet. I'm, and I've heard they're not that great, the ones that do that. But yeah, uh, yeah like you I'm say, gonna... the first one's never as good as the second one, is it? I've not I've not used them yet, those sockets. No, I haven't used them. I've I only use Verso. One. I only use Verso, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um Still <laughs> Verso do it, you can pretty much suck my balls on the manufacturer. Then they're right. awesome. As soon as they do it, Oh my god, Verso, you're so amazing. I love you. Look at all my Verso shit. Uh, forgot about the tramadol <laughs> stuff. That was well funny. Listen, Biker Chris, it's not funny. Um, MK Wago sockets are gash from Hackwood Electrical. My combi drill I got from home base 20 years ago, £24. It's still working great. Listen, <laughs> we've all had we've all had things like that. But um I had an ELO. My first drill, the first problem was an ELO. Does anyone remember ELO? Which and I, I think DeWalt bought my and when I bought it, I was like, oh my fucking god, I've made it. It was like the first drill I picked up and I was like. This is what proper. about that first time you buy a kit like with like seven or eight pieces in it and it turns up and you open the box and look at this, it's like bullion pulling out gold. I like felt just... good for one of my mates. He bought he was he started a couple of years ago. I've like been well involved, and he bought a DeWalt combi drill. And he was obviously really, really proud that he'd gone out and bought this DeWalt combi drill. I was like, he's like, look at that, that'll last for some time. I was like, mate, that'll last you six months, yeah. In our game, drills are consumable, like they're just Throwaway consumer items is like no, no, this lasts me ages. The first one I, I bought was, was a Nikad Ryobi. Oh, oh no. Ryobi. they're a, they're a really good tool brand in America, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, about two thousand three, two thousand four. That at that time, I mean, any drill, battery drill was a, yeah. was, a was a tool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jay, as Electrical one. says Boddington's for all tools. Now, listen, I've seen that Boddington stuff, and it is sexy as. I haven't really looked any further. Um, Tramadol sparks and Wago fuses are coming. You know, the Bonington, you know the Bonington stuff? I was trying to come out on some of the Bonington's, yeah? Apparently, I'm not trying, their screwdrivers are amazing. They yeah. fit everything, yeah? I think Sam, the guy who works for me, uses them. He's happy with them. Yeah, apparently, their screwdriver, I believe you can buy them off from loadout.shop as well for all your yes, Bonington's. You Go and check them out. Um, the screwdrivers, I'm really keen to try screwdrivers, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to yet. But one thing I do hate to see, and I've got to say, yeah, you know, if you don't need insulated tools, don't buy them. You don't need insulated socket set. They're for linesmen. Yeah? yeah. Everyone in your toolbox makes you like a penis. <laughs> you do not need insulated tools. If you are near a socket set as in a, an X head with an insulated tool kit and you're a normal sparky, you're doing it wrong. So, yeah, mm. just be aware of that. But they are good gear. Um, Right. I feel like we've come to the end of this podcast. 
thank you very much aaron um cheers guys thanks for having me on mate we'll definitely have you back on again um when it's a are bit you on the socials aaron are you on the, yeah, can we twitter see you cruising around on, on the gram twitter yeah so it's just cycling sparks just type it in it's all right because I, I want people to see because some sent me a picture of your bike. I'm like, fucking, are you getting that down some trouble? So, yeah, if we can have a look at it, that'd be great. Yeah, so, man. Have a look. Yeah, yeah, socials. Links in the description. They won't Let- be. He says that every week, but <laughs> electrician's <laughs> podcast. We are out.